The Secrets of Disney is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Ladies and gentlemen. What's there, Mama? 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. How do you do? How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice... Don't say nothing at all. Very nice. You can sit by me. Everything's so wonderful. Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Where are we going? Up to Neverland. You must kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. One kiss. Unless you beg for more. Hi there, and welcome to another new episode of The Secrets of Disney. My name is Deborah Shaben. I am one of your hosts. And before we get started, uh, I wanted to say that normally Sherry Tamamoto joins me, but today she is not joining me, but she will be back. Don't worry. We... um, we are trying some new voices out this year in 2020, and uh, but Sherry and I are also going to expand our podcast someday in the future and do something a little bit different. I hope we can get that out here pretty soon. It'll be still a travel podcast, um, but it'll be a little different of a flair, uh, a little more expansive Uh And just because um, it amuses me so much, I want to tell you the working title of this podcast is going to be a salute to all things travel, but mostly Disney, which is kind of a knockoff on the um, Muppets joke that Sam Eagle gets on. If you ever go to Walt Disney World and see Muppet Vision 3D, he gets on. It's a salute to all nations, but mostly America. So (laughs) that's what we're we're doing. Um, We haven't recorded. God bless you, Sam. Yeah. Oh, I love Sam Ingle. And that voice you hear is one of our new voices. And he's kind of an old voice to me. That's David Hanlos. Hello, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to him in a second. And I also have another voice, and you might have heard her giggle, and she's very famous in my circle of an SQPN, and I'm excited. She's like, she wanted to do this with me, which is Lisa Hendy, Catholic mom. Famous, that famous, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm thrilled. I'm so excited about this. Totally psyched. Oh, I get so, you know, Sherry and I had so much fun recording these because it's like, oh, all the, all the stuff we love to talk about. And, um, before I get started, um, and because I have a very special question for each of you, um, I wanted each of you to get a chance to kind of tell me, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. And we'll start, we'll start with David since he's kind of new. And before I start with David, I wanted to preface this with David and I used to do a podcast together for SQPN called The Secrets of Once Upon a Time, which was somewhat Disney related. We had a lot of Disney overlap. And so, uh, and David also lives in the same state that I live in. He lives down the road from me. So welcome, David. Hey, I am not very good at intros, but yeah, I've uh, podcasted with Deborah for a while. Also did a couple episodes of a podcast called Secrets of Tintin, even before that. And yeah, that was... (laughs) That was a long time ago. (laughs) That was a long time ago. But uh, I am a a father of... uh, Father of two, my wife and I have a three, uh, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, and uh, we are perpetually exhausted. And usually, Disney sa- uh, Disney saves our lives by diverting our kids for uh, a few precious seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
And though, although if you're an, a loyal SQPN listener, uh, you will recognize right away Lisa Hendy. And but I'll I'll let her introduce herself as well. Yeah, I'm like I'm like SQPN 1.0 in the version now that we're on like 20.0 or something like that. I go way back, but um, mostly started as a groupie, and um, you know, back in the day with um, Greg and Jennifer and Father Roderick. And I'm really fortunate for the last couple of years to be serving on the board for SQPN, and just love um, the mission of the organization, love our shows, and um, and I also love Deb Shaben. So I'm really happy Aww. to be a part of this Aww. so i'm a i'm a deborah fangirl so oh that's so sweet because you know what lisa and i were in the same chat room and i realized that was 15 years ago it's crazy that's crazy wow. i know i have to say i mean so much of the good in my life is directly related to um having been a part of sqpn and so many friends and also so much of my work i mean i really attribute um, getting to write books directly to being a podcaster with SQPN. So it's, it's, a, it's been a wonderful ride and it'll be fun to see where this goes. Yeah. I, I'm super excited about this. Uh, I want to keep calling it a new season, but it's just a new year of this podcast. And we will uh, probably in the future, actually right now, if you're listening to this um, and you, I'll, I'll trot this out there right now. If you have questions about Disney, whether it's park related or even movie related, you can certainly shoot us an email at Disney at SQPN.com and we would love to hear your feedback. But uh, today we're going to kind of mosey on down the road here and, uh, and ask a really simple question, which is, um, what is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, I know. Wow. Wow, I have two of them, or maybe even three, but um, I didn't want to go first. So, if you do, you want me to go first? Yes, go been... first. What are the <laughs> and give, it Sorry. Chance, give us a chance to prep. Okay, I'm gonna let you uh, think about this. But so, I if if you haven't heard me talk about my career with Disney, I worked for Walt Disney World for 18 years. And I have a lot of memories, obviously. And one of them, um, my first, one of my first. It's not so much a memory as much of a feeling. Um, so I started working for Disney at 19 years old. And it was my summer um, between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And it was, you know, one of those summers that's like one of the best summers of your life. And you look back on it fondly and go, oh, that was so much fun. And I, I, um, I probably was, uh, I was dating a lovely young man back then who was also working with me at Disney and also, you know, part of that whole college program scene. And, and I just remember just having so much fun on our, our dates around Epcot and, and uh, just, you know, the magic of it, of that summer, you know, some of the summer love, you know, I'm not going to break out into song here. Um <laughs> And then, so that's one of my favorite memories from Walt Disney World. Now I have two others, and one of them is a Father Roderick-related memory. Ooh, Ooh yeah. So um, <laughs> my first and only trip to Disneyland Paris was um, right before I walked the Camino in 2009. And I and I was still working for Disney, so I got free tickets to go. And Father Roderick's like, can I go with you? <laughs> so it was Easter Sunday, and Father Roderick met me in Paris. And I had also... Um, a name from the past for maybe some of you SQPNers will recognize Louisa Pittman. Oh, yes. Who used to have, oh, a, yeah. yes, have um, mm -hmm. a show called, um, what was it? 
archaeology. Oh, I can't even remember her podcast name, but she used to do underwater archaeology and she was pretty interesting. Um, she had a really interesting show and a really interesting life, actually. And so she met me. She was in Bristol at the time and she met me in Paris. And then I, one of my best friends, who is also a Walt Disney World cast member, met me in Paris. And we had the best time. And Father Roderick, I've taken him to Disney like three times now. And he's like this big kid just going to Disney. It's so much fun. Wow. And I remember telling my my friends, I'm like, I could die today and I would just be the happiest I've ever been in my life. And you can tell everybody that at my funeral. It was just <laughs> it was just such a great time. And then. OK, and I feel like I'm just like, let me ramble on for five minutes. <laughs> uh, my third memory is actually Disneyland in California. And it's a little more recent. Um, back in 2014. I was uh, staying in Cal Southern California for about two or three months helping a friend out and I needed a break. So I, I went to Disneyland by myself and I had one of those perfect days where like, you know, when you're alone, you get to do whatever you want to do, which is a great, a great reason to travel by yourself. And uh, so I chatted up cast members. I got to go ride Tower of Terror back then. It was Tower of Terror. Um, three times in a row without getting off. They're like, do you want to ride again? I'm like, yes. And by the third time, I'm like, let me off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then um, I um, was sitting in the in the uh, nighttime water spectacular called World of Color. And um, I had a fast pass for that. And I was and I sat up in the very front and this French family kind of adopted me and like gave me candy and like, you know, chatted me up for an hour. And it was just so much fun. And I just had well, one of those days. American. Yeah, American. No. Yeah. Oh, they were adorable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they gave me gum. It was it was awesome. Um, so it was just one of those days that everything kind of fell into place the way it should. And, okay. And, you know, a future topic suggestion, because I have been <laughs> contemplating that going to Disney by yourself. So let's let's put that on the wall for a future show idea. Oh, so, yeah, I would love to talk about that. I'm going to. Maybe I'll write that down. Let me find a pen. Write it down. I write it down. Okay. But while I'm writing that down, does uh, anybody else want to tell me their favorite Disney moment? Let David go next because I'm dying to hear his. Well, mine are actually probably, I don't know, they're probably way too simple because I grew up middle of, I grew up in middle of Kansas with uh, the, the most basic of cable and no, I mean, so the only, the only impact the only times I ever got to see Disney usually was on that wonderful world of Disney on Sunday nights. And that, you know, this is back when Disney, when, when you had to pay, pay for Disney and, and you'd get those free previews every like once in a blue moon. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, this is going to sound sad, but like well, some of my favorite times, uh, memories of Disney were like, oh, it's a free preview weekend. You did nothing. <laughs> and, and, and me and my sisters did nothing but watch, watch everything that we just, we just watched that, that, that channel all weekend so we would like absorb every single thing and talk about every single movie that we saw until the next preview came came along whenever that was <laughs> so your parents my, were probably totally psyched too yeah they were like, <laughs> the kids are gonna be occupied like, this weekend oh oh darn i guess we'll have to be over here by ourselves but yeah so it's like um i guess my favorite dizzy memory was like all of us realizing like a uh, I had an absolute lack of it growing up. So all of a sudden, just like, you know, I have these, these clusters of times when we watch all the every single classic Disney Disney thing, um, you know, flight. Of, you know, I, must, I can't remember how many times I watched Flight of the Navigator. 
but uh yeah just uh every, every we absorbed every single thing that came on the disney channel in the late 80s early 90s not a specific memory really <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because i i owe in a sense my disney career to the disney channel in the in 1990 yeah. And yeah, like if you know, I know I might have said this in an earlier podcast and here I'm taking over your memory, but OK. Go for so it, go for there, it. so and this was in the day where my uncle had like the satellite dish, like the, you know, oh, where wow. the one that you had to that had to move. And, um, you know, it was like you could swim in it was so big. And, <laughs> and, but he had the Disney Channel and we went over there Christmas Day to, you know, do the Christmas thing with my cousins. And we were all mm-hmm. about the same age. So they turned on Disney Channel and all of us sat on the, you know, on the floor in front of the TV. And I was 15 at the time. And my dad was sitting on the couch behind me for some reason. And um, it was Muppets visit Disney Hollywood Studios or Disney MGM Studios or Walt Disney World. It was like some weird random Muppet thing where they were at Disney Hollywood Studios. Um, and I turned around to my dad and I said, I'm going to work there someday. <laughs> and I and I just knew it. I'm like, yep, I'm going to work there. And I turned back around and I still remember that very vividly. Wow. <laughs> you spoke it into the future. That's awesome. Nice. I did. So, Lisa, what do you what do you uh, I have so many, but I'm going to limit myself to two because I I grew up in Southern California. I was born in 1963, so I'm older than you guys. And um, and I can still remember, you know, going to Disneyland when it was free to walk in. And, um, you know, you had the ticket books with like the e-tickets and all that. But um, Mm -hmm. which probably doesn't make sense to the two of you. But that was back before you paid for admission. You could walk into the park and you got on the rides with tickets. But two favorite Disney members. First is um, my dad and I, and I think this was in the 1990s, ran the very first Disneyland 10K. And um, it was through the park and it was before hours and before opening. And it was the most magical. I'm not a huge runner, but it was the most magical sporting experience I've ever had because it was so much fun running that day that, you know, normally when I would do like a 5K or a 10K, I'd be like, oh, when is it ending? And this was the total opposite. It was that feeling that you could just run forever because you were having so much fun. And to do it with my dad was awesome. And the second favorite memory is actually in recent years, my sons, um, you probably remember them, Deb, as like little kids, but um, they are now young adults. And my Adam, who's my second son, is now a 25-year-old and he's a full-time musician. And he loves Disney just as much as I do. So the last three years, one of our Christmas traditions has been the week before the park gets super crazy. So the week before Christmas, we make a trip just with the two of us, a Christmas visit to Disneyland. And we go to see all of the decorations, but especially to hear all of the music. And it's just so such a beautiful time of year to be in the park. Um, And the performances are amazing. The park is full of music and to go with him. um, It's fantastic. That's so nice. I tell you what, um, as much as we like to focus on how much the kids love Disney, when you're an adult and you take like significant other or you go on a like a date, either whether you're a married date or a date date, whether you know, single date. There is so we, much. You, we can solve date dates when you're, when you're married. <laughs> I just... know. I, you're talking to a perpetual single person. So I'm oh. like, oh, yeah, they're you married people. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's not easy. I'll give you that. <laughs> It, uh, but it, it's 
I think Disney is such a great spot to have a romantic evening. I know that sounds ridiculous, but there are so many things that it's for adults and not just for children. Okay, this may be like a little PG for the podcast. If you have little <laughs> kids, cover your ears. But as a high school girl who was at Disneyland quite often, I could tell you all of the very romantic spots in the park. <laughs> and sadly, I, I could somehow too, <laughs> I married a husband who doesn't really, I mean, this is like a sacrilege, but he doesn't really like going to Disneyland. Thankfully, my kids do. So, oh, <laughs> I, I know. Okay. Well, and and like for example, um, I've reached an age where like most of my my friends, my girlfriends, are all like their kids are probably middle school, high school age, and um, and so now I have friends who are like, hey do you mind if I go with you to Disney because my husband's going to watch the kids and um, he doesn't like to go to Disney anyway. So, and I just need a break. So I'm reaching that age where I have lots of uh, single girl or not single, but married. And um, I need to get away from my kids kind of girlfriends who are like, yes, take me to Disney. So I understand that we can, we can actually talk about a couple of the things you mentioned um, and future episodes too, if people are interested, because I know actually a lot about e-tickets, Lisa. Mm. So I know what you mean when you said, Oh, the, the little booklet. Like, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So we could go in the way back machine and talk about, <laughs> <laughs> about the, you know, how the, the park used to be and how it's uh, evolved. And they still call it e-ticket rides um, for a lot of the attractions that are I mean, um, the popular. funny thing is now, like the, the whole e thing has a totally different, you know, we think of electronic tickets or email or whatever, but um it's right, because like now you probably use your phone or so you probably use your phone to like swipe your phone over something and boom. That, that's Actually, yeah, that, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> you use your magic band. But back go. in the day, those were like little coupons that you ripped out of a book. And yeah, so so funny. I, yeah, we'll have I'm still to... picturing that race. They should bring that race back and actually make everyone do cosplay. That'd be great. <laughs> there are so do. many um, Disney sporting events. That could be a whole nother podcast for us, too. I, so. I am writing that down because Sherry actually did. You would love this, David. Sherry yeah. did what they call the Kessel Run at Disney oh. at Disney World, where it was like a Star Wars themed. Um, I think it was Spice a... Spice Run. Yeah. So um, she they did the... Um, they always, her and her husband always do like uh, kind of like the te uh, the ten mile or the half marathon or a ten k or you know not the full marathon usually, but um, it to run Disney and I know people who do the what they call the Goofy or Dopey Challenge. I can't remember if it's the Dopey Challenge. It might be. It's where it's they run every single race in like a week, where they start with the five k, then the ten k, and then the half marathon, then the full marathon, and like a couple other weird races in between. And they get like seven medals by the end of it, and you know, and they can't walk for a week, yeah. but they're so into it. <laughs> so David, I was you definitely wear the Goofy shoes. That'd be great. <laughs> David, is it right that you haven't been there yet with your kids? Like you're still anticipating your first family trip to Disney. First trip period. Yeah. So this, that's um, that's going to have to happen because, you know, Viv's already seven. At some point, the you know, she, it's not going to be as magical the older she gets. Oh, I actually disagree with that, believe it or not. Um, oh, no. Oh, now that you say that, yeah, I could you could I could see why you disagree. But it's just the. Monica wants she wants this to be the you know childhood moment thing you know right and yeah there is something special about that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, 
downplay that. I took my friend's two-year-old to Disney for the first time, and we have pictures of her seeing the castle for the first time and expression on her face. And it was really special. And when she saw Minnie Mouse for the first time, she was like, Minnie Mouse! And, you know, Mm -hmm. that two-year-old, you know, still in the stroller, but trying to get out the mode. And it was adorable. So, Mm -hmm. and how old is your son now? I can't remember. He turns uh, four next week. So, I mean, you know, this is the age where, like, you know, this is the age where, like, like last week, you know, it's not Disney, but we, we took them to see two members of the quote-unquote Paw Patrol, and, you know, those are real to them. So, that's kind of... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of like when when that's still, when they're actually meeting Minnie Mouse or Mickey Mouse, still want to... I still want that. Yeah. Yeah, and... and- I I would hate to say that you never outgrow Disney like you, it's different for different age groups like you see different things and you experience different things so but mm-hmm. I understand the whole let's get them there early and, and make more memories for for them but also for us you yeah. know for for the parents um mm-hmm. more, I think sometimes more so for the parents than for the children cuz I was about Viv's age when I first went to Disney and I remember bits and pieces. I think my parents remember more, mm-hmm. but you know, but I remember falling asleep <laughs> and, you know, and my parents having to carry me out and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And one thing in that you want to do is like, think about like little traditions that will be in your family. Cause we have some things that we do every single time we go. And the, you know, we always take a picture by the, um, the kind of topiary Mickey garden thing. When we walk in, we always take the train around, you know, first thing, um, ride it around the park. It's just fun to kind of like, and those are things that I did as a little girl that now our kids are doing. And soon I don't have grandkids yet, but you know, someday soon that might happen mm-hmm. with them too. Hey, hey, David, if you decide yes. to go, um, yes. sometimes it's one of the things that you could do that is a lot of fun. And I see a lot of families doing it is make yourselves for one day, wear matching t-shirts with like, you know, oh, yes. and everybody's doing it. It's so much fun to see all the, all the crazy t-shirts that people come up with or all the, like the Johnson family, Disney, and they have all their names on the back. And it's, it's really nice. It's, it's a, a definitely a unifying thing at Disney. It also helps you find oh. your kids. If they get kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, with my last name, that's helpful, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, we will uh, help David plan his whole Disney trip here on this <laughs> season coming up here on Dis- Secrets of Disney. Uh, Seriously, have, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. <laughs> and and um, we have a lot of things that are coming up. Like Disney's always coming out with a lot of different, um, whether it be movies or whether it be um, experiences, I know I was talking to Dom Bettinelli um, via email, and he cannot wait for the new Star Wars um, Experience Hotel to open next year. And neither can Sherry. Sherry's like, mm-hmm. if you when you see it open, tell me right away so I can book it right away. And this is maybe a topic um, for another podcast, but we had mm-hmm. talked about she wants to experience the hotel as it was designed to be experienced by the Imagineers at Disney. So. Just a quick preference. What that means is, you know, a Disney attraction or hotel or cruise line or something opens and it's it's new and it's shiny and it's um, the way that it was imagined to be. And then things happen and they have to either, you know, change the experience a little or or um, something breaks and it can't be fixed. Um, 
an example of this is uh, when uh, Expedition Everest, which is a roller coaster at Animal Kingdom, opened. There was a a Yeti, a huge, the whole huge Yeti at the very end of the roller coaster was like um, was like trying to swat you from the roller coaster, and mm-hmm. they that Yeti broke down, and so they, and they never and it was just way too expensive to fix the Yeti, so yeah. they added a strobe light. And so the Yeti, you know, you can't tell if it's moving or not. It's just a, a big strobe light. And so they call it Disco Yeti now. But, you know, <laughs> and there's, there's a whole Facebook group about it. But it's like, you know, you, you want to go on these attractions as they first open because then they start changing over the years and then they become something a little different sometimes. And then yeah. and she was talking about we had several examples. So maybe that's something in the future. Or maybe Sherry wants to come on and talk about that. But we have so many ideas, so many um, things. New things are opening. Ratatouille is going to be new at Disney oh. World this um, this summer. Uh, there's several new attractions, several new hotels. I think we're um, there's a lot of cruise ship stuff going on. So we won't run out of things to talk about. Yeah, it's so exciting. It's like yeah. you can't really keep up. I mean, we uh, out here in California, we've seen Galaxy's Edge open over the last year. And, you know, um, I haven't made it on um, on to the newest ride yet, but it's so really fascinating to walk into that and just see, you know, even before Rise of the Resistance was open to see just the atmosphere in there and um, how things continue to evolve and how exciting it all is. Yeah. it. I mean, really, if you watch Star Wars, <laughs> like, you know, our generation watched Star Wars, when you get to see the Millennium Falcon for the first time and you get to ride in the, you know, the capsule of the Millennium Falcon, it is really special, the first, that first uh, experience. So I can't wait for you to have that, David. I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> You'll love it. And I haven't been on the new um, Rise of the Resistance ride either, but I have seen it on... Um, I'm one of those people that I like to know what I'm getting myself into before I get myself into it. So I, <laughs> I YouTubed it and I've seen the the experience on YouTube and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I can't wait to see it in person. I'm sure it'll be much grander than I can imagine. Yeah, I think my favorite thing in that um, area was going to the cantina for a drink. <laughs> <gasps> that was my There's a cantina too? too? Yes, oh you can take gosh. your kids, David. They have kids drinks there, but yeah. it is the most fun happening nightclub you've ever been to <laughs> it's it's really quite they do songs and there's funky music and there's good lighting and there's um the bartenders because their disney bartenders are always a lot of um a lot of interaction and lisa did you try um several of the drinks i tried one drink and i have to find out what the name of it is i'll i'll, I'll report back on the name but it was actually it actually made my lips numb oh, it was smoking. it was the fuzzy yes and it, and it was it, the fuzzy tauntaun yes and uh and it was like you know those pop um pop rocks that turn your mouth like kind of like you know it's basically mm-hmm. like your mouth goes to sleep <laughs> yeah. it was quite tasty but i couldn't speak properly for about an hour afterwards do they have a shot glass dedicated to greedo shooting first or <laughs> oh that'd be funny <laughs> oh they don't that would be great oh. that needs to be a thing we need to make that yeah. a thing um that they do have like if you go at seven in the morning yes it was open when i was there because i was there for like when it first opened Mm. Um, they had and the traditional like Bloody Mary, but I think it was like a bloody something or other. It was just 
So they have, um, so you can go there first thing in the morning if you want to. It's a, it's five o'clock somewhere. Or the Ewok bit you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's and then there's kids drinks in there too. Like I, the first drink I had there was, was actually non-alcoholic. Was a a coffee and tea infused drink because I I was like I need coffee. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. I'm I'm dying here. I need coffee. So that was my first drink. Was coffee. Um. <laughs> And then, you know, and that, and I'm perpetually a cheap person um, because I'm like, $18 for a drink, yeah. I'll take the coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I need to maybe um, work on that or uh, save a little money for that experience. But if you're going, David, I totally recommend that was my favorite experience. I'm not going to lie out of the whole Star Wars thing. I think my favorite experience that first time that we went, we've been a couple times now, but um, it was um, that Ray was there and she was giving Jedi lessons. So I Ooh. took some Jedi lessons with a bunch of six year old girls and me oh. and um, the force <laughs> was strong in me. And it was, <laughs> it was really <laughs> wonderful. Oh, that's great. It was a great experience. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. I know, poor David. Well, we're we're gonna get you there. We're gonna get we're gonna get you there probably in the middle of summer when it's horribly, horribly hot. But we're gonna get you there. I'll take it. But um, anyway, I I think for now we're gonna probably wrap things up for this edition of Secrets of Disney. Uh, again, you've been listening to us um, on the Star Quest Production Network. And to find any of the links, if we have any links um, to this discussion or to find previous episodes or to send us feedback, you can visit sqpn.com backslash Disney. You can also email us at Disney at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com backslash StarQuest Media. Or we also have Twitter, which is, you know, at sqpn. And uh, my name is Deborah Shaben and joining me today was David Hanlos and Lisa Hendy. And we um, want to thank you for joining us for this edition of Secrets of Disney on StarQuest. And Sherry would usually say, ta-ta for now. So I'll do it in spirit of Sherry. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now.